Hey everybody, Zuby here to tell you about my Magic the Gathering podcast, Magic with Zuby. Magic with Zuby is a podcast all about the Magic the Gathering card game. We talk about the latest news and events, the latest cards and decks. We bring on guests from pro players to content creators and more. Join me each week as we keep discovering why Magic the Gathering is the best card game around. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the VCR Gaming Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt, and standing, holding, stabilizing the ladder for which I am standing on to hang shit in my game room is Matt. How you doing, Matt? Doing all right, man. It's been um, quite a weekend. been on call this weekend, and um, it's just been one of those. Actually, no, it hasn't been that bad. I was, um, I was pretty busy uh, yesterday. In terms of not only just on-call stuff, but also deciding to do that yard work life. And then I made the mistake of forgetting that even though it wasn't that hot out, um, mowing your lawn. And then, you know, especially when you got a, as big a yard as I do and um, forgetting how much the sun sucks. Yeah. And it just really heats you up that I was just like extremely drenched after Dude, I was done. It was like 70% humidity and like 85 degrees or some shit. Yeah. And 100% sun. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I'm just glad I got it done yesterday because I f- for sure as hell wasn't going to do it today. And just been doing a lot of cleaning and that's pretty much it. Oh, and you know, playing playing this new game that just came out, I guess. Really? A new game came out this week? That's weird. I yeah. didn't even hear about it. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's a game called God of War, which we're going to get into a little bit later. Spoilers. That's what this episode's about. Uh oh. I mean, I have it in the title. Yeah, if you didn't already know. Well, (laughs) your second grade teacher screwed you up. Um, What about you, man? You you had a really cool day yesterday. Way better than my day. It. Yeah. Okay. So definitely better than your day. It still kind of <laughs> felt a little bit like work, but it was fun. It was a good time. So um, let's let's back up a little bit through the week. I did nothing uh, at all. Did a lot of cleaning the house, uh, and that was about it. Yesterday, though, however, I went to a local event. Now we didn't um, put this out uh, immediately, or I'm sorry, we didn't put this out on social media because I wasn't 100 sure I was going to go, and this was more of a trial type uh, to see how it goes and uh, just uh, you know wing it and I went over to the Largo PlayCon in Largo Florida Matt this is uh, this is an event that's put in put on by the city of Largo and a local retro game chain of stores that's called M&M Games oh I've heard um, of them so last year Matt you know there was this huge event um, that I went to called MalugaCon yeah, that we had that was focused on games and gaming, and they didn't bring it back this year. Uh, thank God, because they stepped up, M&M Games in the city of Largo, and they put on a, an event. Now, it wasn't quite as big or quite as eventful as MalugaCon. MalugaCon was a little bit more of a, a spectacle, like because it was held at the Tampa Convention Center, and this was held um, over in the Largo 
uh, it's the city of Largo. It's 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 like a rec center type thing. But okay. man, it was it was really good, and I hope that they do it again next year. Was there a lot a, of people? It was pretty slammed, to be honest with you. It it did have its moments. There was tons of you know you'd expect a cosplay and things like that. Yeah. There was um, what else? The let's see. They had game tournaments. I know they had Smash going on. They had tons and tons and tons of games set up that you could play, both arcade and consoles. That's cool. The Church of Nintendo was there. That's like a local group um, that you know puts on events and does like a lot of local gaming and trade days and stuff like that. The Super Michael Bros, uh, Dave, uh, Dave Michael, I believe, is the one that runs that now. He has a shop over in the Oldsmar Flea Market, and he does a lot of trade events, and he partners with Eminem Video Games and other places to put nice. these on. He was there, had a free trade event, so you didn't even have to pay if you just wanted to go there and trade video games with you know other enthusiasts, so that was really stinking cool. You didn't have to pay to get in if you wanted to do that. I don't know how he oh, pulled nice. that one out. Yeah. Um, the church and Nintendo is awesome, Matt. They had all, all but like one of their game console setups. They were all on PVM monitors, like, you know, professional Mm -hmm. CRT monitors with RGB hookups. Like these guys are no joke. That's what they brought out for the, the public to play on. Yeah. It was pretty cool. There was lots of, lots of cool vendors. Um, Aiden enjoyed it. The, the facility was great because for kids, because not only was it, the PlayCon, which is tons of stuff to do, but it was also a there's like a huge rec center there with like all kinds of slides, indoors, outdoors, all kinds of stuff. So like the kids, it was it was actually a great place to have it. Probably better than the convention center. Damn man, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, so you mentioned cosplay and obviously video games, arcades. Were there any kind of special guests or anything like that or? Yeah, there. The only special guest that I'm aware of that was there was a band out of Gainesville, Florida, and ex- I'm so sorry, everybody. I cannot remember the name of that band off the top of my head. I, I do apologize. They are pretty cool, though. I did get to hear them right before we left. They had started playing, and they cover. It's like a legit rock band type thing, you know. And they cover all the '80s and '90s video game theme songs and all that, which was pretty impressive i have to say and i'm so sorry i can't remember their name right now Uh, i was going crazy there yesterday going here and there but that was like one of the guests uh that was there i'm not sure if there was any other meet and greets i didn't really see any there could have been but it didn't seem like it was that type of event it seemed more like it was play a bunch of video games video game tournaments some live music and trade video games and buy video games to which i feel like eminem video games of course they were there it was their event I feel like they were holding back some of their really good stock. And this is pure speculation, everybody. I really don't know this, but it would make sense if they did. Because I've been to their shops, and yeah. they always have good stuff. They always have, like, you know, rare stuff and all that. They always have really good selections. But they had some stuff, some game systems that I haven't seen in their stores recently that they, they busted out. Like, they had Virtual Boys for sale and and some Sega Saturns and stuff like that stuff that they, they always seem to have like your common stuff, your yeah. game cubes, your super Nintendos, things like that. But they had some of the obscure stuff for sale there and they were actually below market price Ooh, uh, and I'm not advertising, nice. but they were, they were, you know, not by much, you know, we're talking maybe five, 10%, but they still were, which was amazing to be in an event and have it be cheaper. So pretty stinking neat, man. It was a really good event. I had a great time. Aiden had a good time. So, Melissa had a good time. So so they go under market price, unlike this other game store we know called Shame Bladers. 
because <laughs> we don't want to yeah. ca- we don't want to call them by their real name. Yeah, not 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 like uh, that guy that goes off of what he goes off game GameStop prices, I believe, on the yeah. fly. He doesn't even market. No, these guys. I've talked about Eminem before. I've actually did uh, for content for the show. I drugged the family. We went to all of the Eminem video game stores around town. There's about like five. Yeah. And they are always super fairly priced. But, Matt, the difference between them and Schmame Schraders Schraders. <laughs> is they have prices marked on their games. They Whoa. have an inventory system. They know Whoa. what they have in stock. They know what they don't have in Whoa. stock. They can, yeah, they can order you things. If you What is this think, magical thing you're talking I, about? I inventory? Know. I know. They have an inventory <laughs> system. Like, they're legit. And if you... Even and I was there once, and I was like, "Man, this Pokemon is a little bit high in price." I thought to myself, and I went to him, "Hey, man, is this accurate? Because you have a few other Pokemons, and this is like twenty dollars more." He's like, "Crap!" And this was when the Pokemon games had dropped in price after they went up right yeah. before Pokemon Go came out. He's like, "Oh man, I'm so sorry." He's like, "You're absolutely right." He's like, "We missed that one," and he restickered it right there, like super honest. I really like them. If you guys are in the area. Uh, uh, this is not a paid advertisement. I don't. I don't really even know them or anything like that. I've just frequented there, and believe me, Matt, you know, and you've been too. We've been to all the freaking game shops around town here, oh, here yeah. in the central area, and and you know, there's a couple of gems out there, but I would say that the Shining Stars currently is definitely Eminem video games. So big shout out to them for putting on an event, and and for for not trying to take advantage of everybody. I think that's probably part of their success. I don't know for sure. I'm sorry I missed that, but unfortunately, I was on call, as you know. And it, um, yeah, good thing I didn't go because obviously, with shit going down yesterday, so that was fun. So always fun. Yeah, yeah. we we weren't 100 percent on this event. We was like we were gonna try to make it if we could, at least yeah. one of us. And and you were on call, so you were kind of out. So I, I went ahead and and took up the slack and went out there. Uh, now something interesting about that, Matt. Not only did I go there, not only did I just give you guys the rundown of what was there. Um, and I got some pickups. I got some good stuff. I'll get to those in a Sweet. bit when we talk about pickups. I, I got some really cool shit. But they also were so kind as to the Eminem video game store organizer who organized the event by the name of Frank. I got a short interview with him. And David Michael, the guy that organized the trade day and does all the local trade days, I got a short interview with him as well. So you guys can kind of hear it from the guys that put it on and what they think and, and what they're about. And we'll go ahead and insert that interview right here. All right, so I am here on site at the Largo PlayCon uh, with Frank from Eminem Video Games. Hey, how's it going, my man? How you doing, man? I'm not too bad. It's everything looking pretty good in here. Now that I got everything put together, now I'm good. Now I'm good. good. Yep. So I was just talking to you a little bit right before we started. You are the uh, main organizer. The yes, event organizer. I'm the lead organizer on the M&M side, but we're the ones who put together the vast majority of it. This is actually my first con that I put together, as well as being the um, the first play con. I generally am uh, I'm the leader of a group of Florida gamers called Florida Gamers, about 3,000-something strong. Oh, wow. I've been organizing gaming events for around a decade now. But this is the first full-scale convention that I've done, and it's been it's been different, but it's been a lot of fun. So tell me a little bit about the event and what's going on, and what what you guys were looking to do. Mm-hmm. I am uh, I'm currently, sorry, 
I'm uh, this 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 event is about it's really about the community first and foremost. If you look on the top stairs, we got local artists. On the bottom stairs, we got local vendors. This is really about really embracing the local gaming community that we have here in Pasco and Pinellas. Um, not a lot of people realize that we have one of the best ones in the nation in terms of retro video games and stuff. There's, this is one of the most active places I've ever seen in this whole country for gaming. So this is you always special. hear you always hear a lot about like uh, like the the north uh, the northwest kind of like the mm -hmm. Seattle area, right? Because yeah. a lot of the games are built there. Yeah, mm -hmm. I would say that we're kind of like the next emerging market. We really are. It's mm -hmm. really overlooked. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, you guys have a whole bunch of stores in the area, don't you? Yes, yeah. we do. We actually we have uh, two in St. Petersburg. One up on 54th and Haynes, one up on Central. The Central one actually specializes in imports and Japanese stuff. Then there's the Mother Storm, which is um, the Mother Store is the Largo one on Olmerton and gotcha. Belcher. That's the one that we've actually been there for eight years now. Wow. Yeah, we've been in business for eight years. And then there's the Clearwater Store. We're actually, uh, I believe next month, we're opening a Seminole location. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, it's going to have a focus on... Uh, like I said, the community, it's going to have kind of a lounge, a place for people to hang out and relax and really embrace this culture, this community. And we're really trying to move forward with that ideal. What about uh, gaming tournaments? You guys host gaming tournaments or any yes, type of local events? We do. Um, we Every month we've been doing brews and bites, which is for us so that are a little bit older. We get together at uh, Southern Lights Brewing Company, Okay. I believe the first Sunday of every month. We bring out 15, 20 retro game setups, have a couple brews. Excellent. Exactly. It's a really good event. We also do do tournaments sporadically. We just got done doing a Dragon Ball Fighters tournament up at our... Uh, we work together with Nerd Brew, another really great local group of people, to bring you guys a Dragon Ball Fighters tournament. That went really well. That's what we got going on right now, too. So. That game that game is really awesome, by it's the way. It's so hype, man. It's so fun to just watch. And as someone who's been playing fighting games for as long as I can remember, it's great to see Dragon Ball finally get a good fighting game. Are you a pad or a controller guy? Pad all day. Pad yep. all day. Uh, yep. Mm -hmm. That's you got to get the fight stick, man. It's, it was meant to be played on the arcades. That's where it's best. It, it's true. It's true. The mm -hmm. joystick is such a heavy advantage. Yeah. Um, so this you, you mentioned this is your first con and your first event. Yes. Um, and I know this might be a little foreshadowing yeah. a little too soon, but is this something you guys are going to look to do maybe again next year? Yes, absolutely. Looking at how the numbers have been in the turnout and people are already asking us about what's going to happen next year. This is definitely something that we're, I'm going to sit down tomorrow and start talking about it. And Excellent. if you guys, the, the people that came and see this, think that this one was good, it's going to be even better next year. Because we really this is what we needed because we had a, a, a convention that was similar to this last oh, year that, that didn't that didn't return that we no. seriously expected it to. So mm -hmm. you guys totally picked up the slack and uh, have really turned out. I mean, there's. There's uh, open play arcade games here. There's tournaments. What else is going on? I see a band setting up yeah, over there. We actually have, we got our friends down from Gainesville, Cartridge Carnage. They're a metal band that they do covers of video game songs primarily. Wow. Yeah, they're going to be doing the closing ceremonies for the convention. They're also selling merch and stuff like that. Um, we got the guys from F3 Creative Labs over there. We have two HTC Vive setups that are nearly over $10,000 worth of equipment each. Sick. Uh, we got that. We guys said we got the free air. We bought Church and Nintendo. Their whole, that's another local guy. He yep. actually works for us. Church and Nintendo came before he worked with us, but he's a collector. He loves his Nintendo stuff, and he, he calls it church. 
He does it at a lot of bars and stuff like that. I, uh, definitely familiar with that. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a member uh, and I follow all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. So that's really excellent as well. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to hold you up too much. Looks like you've got a bunch of people trying to come mm -hmm. up and everything. I know you're a very busy, man. But thank you very much Absolutely. for your time, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. It was, it was very nice meeting you. you, man. I look, I look forward to talking to you about it next year. Okay. Heck yeah, man. Thanks. Absolutely. All right, I am out here at PlayCon Largo uh, with Dave uh, from the Super Michael Bros, correct? Yes, sir. Hello, hello. Also, uh, what, what is it? Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay Trade Day on Facebook. So that's a Facebook group. Tampa Bay Trade Day, and we got some other like Tampa Bay Trade Day retro video game meetups, I think is exactly what it's called. But if right. you search for Tampa Bay Trade Day, you'll find it. Absolutely. So you put on a lot of uh, a lot of trade events. You, you, I see you partnering with uh, different locations, different venues, stuff like that. Tell me a little bit about like what, what, what you're out, what you're doing. Um, it's all about finding a, uh, well, first of all, I, I wanted to bring the community together for the sake of, I guess you could say it was a little bit selfish. I wanted to buy, sell, and trade with more people. And I noticed that a lot of people, you know, as you start to buy, sell, and trade with, with people, everybody's a little bit different with, with, with the way they want to handle their, their trades. Yeah, and, absolutely. And how, yeah. Things are, how they value your end, how they value um, their end. And um, so anyways, uh, you know, I, I gave it one shot one time. I had a game store that was up north, and I was like, let me do this thing, this one, one time only, this... Uh, meet up of collectors in the in, in the local area to come buy sell and trade with each other and it was really successful like everybody there had a good time they brought out stuff that was was really nice and and a lot of deals were made and um and from there it just grew and grew up and that was up in northwest florida and um so i, I just i moved down to tampa a couple years ago and i just immediately started the same thing so it's been slow slow growing each month we grow a little bit more and we're at the point now where this is our biggest event ever. It's at uh, Largo PlayCon. This is the, the turnout that you had for the trade event was phenomenal. I've been to a couple of these. I've been to the one at the uh, the Oldsmar Flea Market. Uh, you guys set up shop over there sometimes. Yep. You, and and this is this is by far amazing, man. You you Thank really you, are Matt. growing. Um, you know, uh, I appreciate it as a gamer because it's so cool to talk with other people about the games. It's one thing to just buy it online. But, you know, how many people do you know throughout the day, your normal day, really actually play retro video games? So this yeah. gives people opportunity not just to trade, but to socialize about it, too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, I've seen a lot of, like, very close friendships be made out here at, at these trade days. I mean, guys that we're, we're now hanging out outside of, of trade events, outside of the flea market, where a lot of these guys know me from at the Oldsmar Flea Market. Right, right. Um, so it's really cool to see that. Um, a lot of knowledge being exchanged, that's another thing. A lot of guys are learning about other areas of collecting that they never thought that they would get into. One second, I've got a quick Absolutely, question. absolutely. Um, $20 on that. Cool. So um, talk to me a little bit about, I, I know that you're, you, you, you're a big trader and collector yourself. When you do these trade events, is it hard to keep your, your bottom line up? Because there's got to be so many things that you just have to have and want to have and come across you. How do you restrain yourself? Um, you know, or do you not? <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I really have, a, I'm, I'm pretty compulsive when it comes to stuff that I like if I see it out here. But, um, you know, it, it comes down to, I, I bring out what, I'm, what I've already uh, decided I've already really thought it over and I said you know what I can I can part with this and if if I, if I know what it's going for I'm, I'm gonna let it go for for around retail cut a deal if it's something I, I want to move but you know I, I try to pick out stuff that that isn't partial to me that's that's the number one thing to to get to really educate collectors that want to trade it's it's 
hold on to your stuff that that you're going to regret moving. Right. You don't right. want to have traders remorse. You know. So would you consider yourself? And I think I know the answer from your previous response. But do you consider yourself um, just a collector of? You have to have all the things, or are you more like a curator? Like you only want stuff that you're interested in and that you'll actually play. How, how do you see yourself on that? Um, interested and actually play. Yeah, definitely. Th that's definitely the move because it, it's it's something I had to I had to learn that too. I used to just you know buy buy stuff, buy stuff, buy stuff, and right. you know. Do you really need golf on NES and sealed and unsealed? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I, I can appreciate the the complete library collector. Absolutely, I love coming over to your sure. house and seeing your collection, but not for me. <laughs> that, that's that's why I asked. So, yep. uh, real quick here before I let you go, I know you're a busy man. You got people trying to buy stuff, and I don't want to interrupt. But I got to ask, uh, Sega or Nintendo? Oh, Sega. Sega, Sega all the way. Yeah, yeah. Really? It's it's, and I'll tell you why. It's. I'll, it's kind of a biased answer. To answer really truthfully, I think I think Super Nintendo has the uh, one of the best libraries ever made uh, on any console. Uh, I, I would it, agree with that. I think it beat Genesis just hands down. But why I like Sega so much is there's so much to discover yet. Even even myself, as because I have to resell games to, to pay my bills, um, I find myself really having to deal with Nintendo a whole lot more than Sega. Correct. And it's and when I when I start to add to my Sega Genesis collection, I'm I'm always very very. Just excited to dig into titles that I've never never heard of. You don't see often, so there's just a lot more mystery. So uh, I'm about 33 years old. Uh, um, I'm not sure uh, if we're close enough in I'm age. I'm 30. 30. So we're we're pretty close. Came up about the same stuff. So one thing, like when we were kids coming up, the Genesis stuff and the Super Nintendo stuff, you only knew like what was in the, the rental stores or what your friends had. Yeah, that's so, so true. So the so Genesis true. thing was less popular. So there is a lot to discover on the Sega side. I I, I get yep, that big yep. time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Well, listen, man, I'm not going to keep any more. I really appreciate it. Um, I'll tag you in this. It's uh, We're going to do a live podcast tomorrow, but this will go up with the rest of the live podcast on Thursday. Super cool, man. And uh, I'm, I'm I'll excited, tag you in it. I'm excited to share the podcast with the Tampa Bay Trade Day community. Heck I think yeah, that's brother. Really cool that we'll do that, that for sure. All right, man, awesome. I'll see you at the next one. Thank you, man. All right, thanks. And we're back. All right, that was for all you live listeners, I apologize, but uh, <laughs> when you hear it on Thursday, we'll have the interviews in there. So, but yeah, so Matt, um, that's about it for me. I, I spent the day hanging a bunch of shelves and stuff in the game rooms. I've been putting them off for forever, and that's really it for me, man. What, what, uh, anything else going on with you before uh, we move on? Um, I cleaned the grill today. I, I actually took my grease grate out and the all the the whatever the fuck you call it i don't know um and i pressure washed it and holy shit even even the pressure wash doesn't even clean off some of that crap on there that's just caked on it's scary that that's yeah. in your food because it all just comes from shit that you eat yeah. you know what i mean like it's not like you're pouring chemicals in there like your fucking no. dexter's laboratory <laughs> shit going on you know no so that's about i mean as far as any other shit i mean We've been cleaning, and then then I just did a bunch of yard work yesterday, and that's really it. Um, oh, do we want to announce um, some of the upcoming conventions that we're going to be at? We absolutely do, Matt. Let me pull that list up, unless do you have it already? Yeah, I've got the list here already. Um, okay. So we don't, well. know, we don't know what exact days we're going to be there, because... We either may be there like on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. I don't expect us to be there at all three days for some one of these day, conventions. One day for it, sure. Yeah, it, it's mainly going to, for most of these, it's mainly going to be one day. Probably uh, a Saturday, if I had to guess. Uh, for Megacon, we probably want to go Sunday. 
Okay. I'll because, take your advice on that. Because MegaCon on Saturday, oh, boy. Um, the, the good thing, well, so MegaCon's the first one we can mention from May 24th to the 27th. The good thing with MegaCon, it's on Labor Day weekend, so it will be easier to go on a Sunday than... That's a great point. Now, I'd like to point out this is MegaCon Orlando. Yeah. Because we have both of them, so um, yeah, yeah, MegaCon that is, that is Orlando true. is next month. It's actually about a month from now. Uh-huh. And we're going to hit that up. I think, yeah, you know what? Let's just lock in Sunday for that. Let's just say we're going to do a Sunday. Because, trust me, I've been there way too many times, and Saturdays and Fridays are insanity. It's Excellent. Even though Sundays can still be a bit crazy, they're just nowhere near the level of Saturdays. Gotcha. So, okay. Um, the well, other sense. The other one, and I don't, do we want to mention MetroCon Tampa, what we got already or not we yet? We should. We okay. absolutely should because it is official. So MetroCon is going to be held here at the Tampa Convention. I'm sorry, real quick before we move on to that, MegaCon Orlando is the Orange County Convention Center, everybody. Yep. Just, just so you know. MetroCon is going to be July 19th through the 22nd, and it's going to be at the Tampa Convention Center. And not only will we be there, but we will be official media at this event, won't Ooh, we, Matt? I know. I know. That's exciting. We got our very first press passes as a, what would you call us, in, organization? I don't even know what you'd call it, but we're, we're a media outlet, maybe, <laughs> is I mean, what it would be? Technically, it would be because we're, you know, outletting the media, in a sense, yeah. on a podcast form true, of entertainment. True, Yep. So, definitely catch us on that one. That one probably, too, it might... It's hard to say what day we're going to go. It, it'll be either be this Saturday or this Sunday. We'll definitely let you all know beforehand. Oh, we'll yeah, for sure. In. For sure. Um, but, you know, any of these events, come out and see us. We're hanging out. We're going to be interviewing. We're going to be talking to people. Um, pretty cool. The next, What's the next one we're going to try to hit up, Matt? Next or one is going to be Tampa Bay Comic Con from August 3rd through August 5th at the Tampa Convention Center. So I've never been to this one here before. So yeah, that'll um, be pretty I haven't interesting. Either. It looks pretty legit on their website. It looks pretty hardcore. Yeah. This is crazy that there seems to be some type of a con like almost every single month this year. Have you noticed that? That's, that that will have oh, yeah, game content. Sure. Well, dude, this is it, pretty cool. People make so much, especially those convention centers, they make so much money doing this crap, man. It's true. It's, it's insanity. True. And then after that is going to be MegaCon Tampa from September 29th through the October 1st. And um, I'm curious to see what this one's going to be like because I've been to MegaCon Orlando. I've been there five or six times now. Um, I haven't gone in probably the past three years, I want to say. But I went like five, six years in a row. But I've never been to the one in Tampa, so I'm really curious on how this one's going to be. It, they spaced it out far enough apart so that, you know, you're not going to you're not going to have a bunch of people burn out on going. But um, yeah. You know, and the fact that there is a Tampa one, it might alleviate some of the Orlando one because um, people may may skip going to Orlando from this area because they know that it's going to be coming here anyway. Well, from what I understand is the MegaCon Orlando is the one they definitely pump more money into. It's the one that's the big event in Florida as far as the conventions go. Gotcha. So, like I said, that's why I'm really curious on how MegaCon Tampa is going to be. Gotcha. Okay. Well, we will be there September 29th through October 1st. We will be there one of those days as well. This next one, Matt, I'm going to be hitting up solo. Uh, yep. I believe you will be in Georgia doing your Magic Wazubi yep. life, whatever yep. whatever you yep. guys do yep. in Magic. I will be in Georgia for Grand Prix Atlanta during this time. So I have a special episode for that if you like Magic the Gathering. Excellent. 
Um, so this one's going to be called ShadowCon, and it's in the the Grand. Sh- it's the West Shore Grand Hotel, and that's on West Kennedy Boulevard, and that is November second through the fourth. I will hit that one up as well, so you can another opportunity to meet us and hang out. Heck yeah! And the final one is the Holiday uh, Matsuri Matsuri. I'm not sure if I'm saying Matsuri, that right. Matsuri 2018. Matsuri. And it's at the uh, Orlando World Center Marriott. So it's at the Marriott in their conference area. And it's Friday, December 14th through the 16th. That one we should both be able to make it to. Yep. Uh, so um, so there you go. So there's something almost every single month for the, for the rest of the year that you will be able to come out, hang out, check out events with us. Uh, we, we can talk crap. We can... You know, we can laugh at people or we can trade games or we can have a good time or, or whatever, whatever the case may be. Uh, but we will be there and you guys can hang out. Yeah, for sure. And we'll be sure to have those dates and the convention names in our show notes. So Absolutely. that way you guys can just see ahead of time when we're going to be somewhere. Yep. So there you go, guys. We have a huge rum, list rum, there. You know what's almost scary about this? What? We're getting like almost legit here, like we're Close. a real podcast or something. I know <laughs> we got events, we got press passes, we've got, we've been to two live events now and 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 recorded. It's it's getting crazy. And you know what else know. is making it seem real, Matt? We drum roll. We have an official T-shirt sponsor, don't we? Oh, we do. We do. Oh, do you have the T-shirts to show? Because I I haven't <sighs> seen them yet. You you got mine, right? Uh, I do. I'll bring it to you on Tuesday. Uh, on Tuesday? I'm off tomorrow. Oh, fuck what? you. PTO fuck. bitches. I, well, I didn't approve that shit. Oh, uh, I have to send like one email tomorrow. <laughs> and like, that's all I have to do. Fuck. So, Goddamn, uh, I forgot. You suck. Yeah, so, Tuesday, I'll bring it to you. I actually meant to have it in the room with me for the podcast, but I totally freaking forgot it. I'm sorry. I'm going to Instagram them out tonight. Okay. Uh, right after the show, I'll Instagram them out. And so our t-shirts are pretty legit. And right now they're for us to wear as we go out to conventions and stuff. We, we're going to try to get some extras to, to maybe like do like a giveaway or something like that. That'd be but, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it would. It would. Absolutely. Our sponsor is actually Super Fanboy Brian's consulting company. How about that? Yeah. So not only is he the, the, the number one fan of the show, but he is also our first sponsor. So... Shout out to Brian. Thank you, buddy. Uh, I yeah. wore that shit uh, proud. And on the back, of course, he's got his business on there. And then we've got uh, representing the podcast in the front. If you guys need anything at all in the Central Florida, especially the West Coast area that's IT related, whether you need repairs, uh, you know, you need some type of a service agreement, you need anything, help, your printer screwed up, your network's jacked up, you need to put something new in place, you just need to know what the right path is, you need to holler at Brian at Solid State Consulting. Uh, he has tons of experience. In fact, Matt, we worked with him for years, as a matter of fact, yep. so we can attest to this, that he does know actually what the hell he's doing. Um, and yeah, so shout out to Solid State um, consulting. Solid, yeah, Solid State Consulting. You can find them at www.yoursolidstate.com and yep. definitely check out the services they offer because um, he does a really good job at what he does. And, you know, even, I mean, he'll do anything from small business to one to 10 people all the way up to enterprise for, you know, a thousand plus employees. 
and all that. He does it all for businesses. And he's experienced. And I'd like to point out that uh, we, aside from the T-shirts, that's the only thing. So we're doing this just because we support Brian very much. He did not pay us for this this read, and I'm sorry if you guys are sitting through it. But uh, that's our boy. Help him out. Uh, he's, uh, he's local and he knows what the hell he's doing. So, uh, that is, uh, for sure our, our recommendation for if you need any of that type of stuff. So, uh, moving on, uh, let's see, Matt, 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 <laughs> what did you play this week besides the topic, the main topic? Besides of God of War, I thought I was going to get some World of Warcraft in, but I've been, there was like three nights this week where I worked late. And um, I couldn't really get any other gaming in, honestly. And by the and when I did have some time, I just didn't feel like it. So, literally didn't play any other games except God of War. But I kind of want to wait until we both want get to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I figure let's get into. You have three games you played. One of them being God of War. Let's get into your games you played and your pickups, and then <clears throat> let's discuss. Let Let's give our little review of God of War. Our little pre you know, pre-review of it. Okay. All right. Sounds good to me. So, uh, aside from God of War, I played Far Cry 5 again, of course. That game is still really good. With God of War being out, I don't know that I'm going to play it for a while now. Yeah. Uh, You know, but still really awesome. I've gotten pretty far in there. It's really fun. It's a good playground to blow shit up in. Still like it. Played Fortnite, of course, on Xbox. You know how I do. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I'm so I'm sorry. I forgot. I finally played Fortnite on PS4. You did? Yeah, I completely forgot. I played one game and then I turned it off and never want to play it again. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why? What What the hell happened? Well, um, well, Jazzy, my oldest, wanted to see what Fortnite was all about because everybody, all the kids in school, are talking about it. Oh my it. god! Yes. So I showed her and I tried the fifty versus fifty mode that they have, which yep. I gotta say, it's it's a fun take on the battle royale. And all that, mm-hmm. but it was just, I don't know. It, it it plays decently on PS4. I can see why a lot of people play it on there, but I don't know, man. It, we went into this last week. Battle Royale games are just not my thing. So I haven't even tried the 50 versus 50 yet. Is, was it fun at least? Did it seem like it, it's doable? Or It, it seems fun. Like I, said, I think games like this are way better with friends. Like I would not mind playing this game with you. But I cannot play this by myself at all. I just get bored instantly. I, I am at the point too, Matt. Then unless Aiden wants to play on mobile together, where we both play on our phones, or I'm um, gonna play with uh, EJ, Eric, and Cody, I, I won't play that shit by myself. There's other shit yeah. to do. I, I'm, yeah. I get you, man. I get you 100. percent And and I feel the same way. Um, we finally. Oh, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it or not, but Eric won some money. One of the guys on our Fortnite yeah. squad. I think I did mention this. Yeah, yeah, you did. And he dished it out amongst the squad. And we've been waiting and waiting and waiting to buy some type of a get up, some type of garb to to look uniform. And we ended up going. <laughs> we ended up going with this like Triceratops outfit. What? Like, yeah, and it's it's pretty it's pretty ridiculous, which is why we got it. You literally have I'm, like I'm a looking head. it up right now. Triceratops yeah, it's tri- It has some clever name. I can't think of it. And then like the backpack that you get or back bling as they call it is like an egg with a little baby triceratops flopping oh, around I, your back. I see it. I see it. It's oh, pretty dude, over that the looks top. Cute. It's looks pretty cute. ridiculous. So that's our new squad uniform, if you will. So uh, it's called Triceratops. Triceratops. Yes. There you go. <laughs> I knew it was something stupid and clever like that. 
So shout out to uh, to those guys. We had some fun doing that. I'm gonna try and jump on with them tonight. I haven't got to play much this week. I've been I've been somewhat busy. So, all right, that's it for games that I've played. I want to go through the pickups really quick because a few things on here I got at Largo PlayCon, and I just want to talk about it really quick. All cool right, with that yeah. All right, so first thing, of course, I, I got God of War. Big deal. Which. We actually almost thought we weren't going to get them on launch day, huh, Matt? Oh, yeah. No, I know. It didn't show like it was shipping until like a little bit the day before. For you, mine it didn't even show shipping at all until it set out for delivery. That's what freaked <laughs> me out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, we didn't think... We thought Amazon was going to F us, so we were freaking out. I almost was going to go to GameStop and just buy it and then return the Amazon one when it showed up a day later. I was really worried it wasn't going to come in. It's like, why pre-order... You know what I mean? If you're not going to get it the day of. But anyways, we did. So Amazon, we're still BFFs. Uh, thank you. Came through. And and we got them like within like five minutes of each other too, even though we live in completely different areas. Oh, that I was know. pretty funny. So, but yeah, so God of War. Uh, another thing that I picked up, Matt, I got Toe Jam and Earl Panic on Funkatron for the Genesis. Have you ever played that? Um, No, I've only ever played, I think, the one on Super Nintendo. Or wait, or was Toe Jam on our own Super, or was that only on Genesis? I can't remember now. Genesis, Genesis only. I think you're thinking okay. of Earthworm Jim. That maybe that's what I'm thinking of. No, but no, I've never played Toe Jam and Earl then. <clears throat> um. So yeah. So Toe Jam and Earl, I picked that up for. I think so. The guy did like a bundle for me. Um. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just trying to take care of some show notes so the guy did a bundle for me so i got toe jam and earl panic on funkatron on the genesis i remember my buddy jake had this back in the day and i just played it at his house i didn't i didn't really own it and i always kind of wanted it. it's kind of funky there's like a lot of like funky 90s beats and beatboxing and dancing and i think you have to dance sometimes like there's like little stations you come across it's totally a platform game but okay. they take advantage of all this funk if you will and uh, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty neat game. It's super colorful, super good use of colors, something that games today are, are afraid to use, except for God of War, and I'll get to that. So, so yeah, so check that out. Uh, I got that. I got it for a good deal. I also got DuckTales on the NES. Matt, you're familiar with DuckTales, I assume, right? Yeah, I mean, I know I played the original <clears throat> um, when I was a kid, but the last time I played it was getting the remastered on the Wii U. Okay. And um I mean it's an okay game. I, I've never I've never been a big fan of it, but it's a fun little platformer. Wow. So I've played it here and there. I haven't like really like tried to tackle it. Some people regard this game as one of the best games on the system. And yeah. and you don't you wouldn't agree with that, huh? No, because they're wrong. Nice. <laughs> I like that. The, I like that. They they can just revel in their wrongness. So I've just always wanted it every time I see it everywhere. And it's come down in price recently. I don't know why it's dropped about $10 in value. So I saw it there sitting there next to Toe Jam and Earl. I was like, yeah, I'll grab that. And the other thing I got, the other game I got was Assassin's Creed Unity on the X-Bone. Aiden is super duper duper into Assassin's Creed right now. And he's kind of trying to get his hands on all of them and play them all. So I grabbed that for him. Uh, oh, that's pick. the France one. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And he's like been in. He's been doing it all week. In fact, he's he's kind of pissy right now because we're doing the podcast. I had to kick him out of here. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, but I got that for like you know ten bucks. So basically, what happened was the guy said if you spent over twenty five bucks, you know, he would give you twenty percent off. So I snagged yeah. all three of those for thirty nine bucks. So you really can't beat that. So grab those. The other thing that I got isn't a game, but is awesome. And this is one of the things that you can only get by going to cons, uh, basically, unless you know who to follow on Etsy or something like that. But I got a badass Mega Man painting. It, well, it's a print. Uh, it's a really high-end one. It's signed by the artist or anything. It's framed. It's Mega Man. Uh, I'm going to take it down, actually, as a matter of fact. Okay. Uh-oh, just, so. I just hung it earlier, and it was right next to me. So, um, I don't know. I can't oh, see. Where's where's Skype come back? Okay, there we go. Uh, it's kind of shitty to see on That's the camera. That's a weird painting. I got a pick going up. I got a pick okay. going up. It's all done by hand. It's a hand painting. It looks like crazy futuristic Mega Man. And uh, yeah, that does look weird, dude. Ten bucks, ten bucks for like a legit piece of artwork already in a frame. So great for the game room. Uh, it's by Electric Shoebox Studios. ElectricShoebox.com. I told him I'd give him a shout out because he hooked it up. He uh, he took five bucks off just for talking to me. He had a shitload of stuff. Check him out. It's all pretty neat how he does it. And, uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, that was my, the last of my pickups from PlayCon. So if you guys ever need to, you know, uh, you ever looking for artwork, gaming artwork, things like that for your game rooms or just your house in general, um, you know, the only place you're really going to find that stuff is, is going to a con. So that's another reason why we are all – we're, we're trying to hit up these cons. It's not just to get out there and everything, but this is where you're going to find all the stuff you're looking for. This is where you're going to find the rare games. This is where you're going to find people wanting to trade and make deals for them. This is where you're going to find crazy one-off artwork. Like, I tweeted out a while, or I'm sorry, not tweet. I Instagrammed out a while back I, I, uh, a giant uh, Game Boy uh, Pokemon Yellow cartridge that I have hanging on my wall. I got that at a con last year, so and at a great price. So, you know, you guys got to get out there. You got to do things. We, we need to get the community kind of to, to show up and show out. So that's one of the things that we're trying to push this year as a show. Now, let's see here. Do, 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 do other things that, I, that I've got going on. So basically, what else did I do this week gaming related? Oh, uh, I redid my, uh, my game room. I'll, I'll have some pictures up from that too. I had to hang a bunch of shit. I've had shelves. Oh my God. I've had shelves sitting around for literally ever uh just sitting here taking up space and my wife got us got me the uh the cereal the the mario cereal boxes uh both different ones i'm sorry my wife didn't get them gosh i'm sorry guys i'm so scatterbrained right now so i i picked up the two different types of mario cereal a couple of guys at work got them for me uh shout out to james shout out to chris and they've been sitting there, and that was kind of the last straw. I've had a bunch of stuff I haven't been able to put on display because I've had these freaking shelves sitting here. So my game room is super pimp and tight right now. I got a lot of neat shit on display uh, around here and uh, starting to come around how I like it. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, let's see here. What else have I done? So God of War, I don't want to get into too much. Matt had to step away for just a quick second here. Oh, oh, let's see. Kind of want to clip that Killabees is carrying the show. So, yes. Yes, I am. Uh, thanks, Hojin, for for looking out. Uh, so, before we get into uh, our full review of the new God of War, there was actually a pretty cool article that I, I read this week uh, from Game Crate. 
And they're asking the question, basically, is God of War the best-looking game of all time? And normally I would scoff at that, you know, because basically PC always wins this argument, hands down. Well, I have a PC that's not even arguably better than hardware than my PS4. It is, absolutely. It's far more capable, but... And I have a lot of them, a lot of modern games, and I love gaming on it. But I gotta say, my peasant non-pro PS4, the new God of War, holy shit! These graph, it might actually be the best-looking game. Uh, you know, I'm if they would port that to the PC, it would probably be next level. If they ported this over to the PC, I would I would be blown away by it because how it already looks on the PlayStation is absolutely ridiculous like the the level of detail like matt and i were talking about it the other day and you can see like the little imperfections on kratos's like arms you know like the little dimples and you know it looks like real skin and i don't just mean like when you're zoomed in close like all the time and it's not just the the characters or the sprites it's everything it's the environment it's the trees it's the rocks it's it's absolutely everything and I, I just don't know how they pulled this off. I guess because it's, you know, it, it's it's an exclusive for Sony. So they've got, you know, and it's late in the console's life. So they know how to utilize it. I'm not sure what it is, but it is absolutely stunning. It is probably one of the graphically, one of the nicest looking games that I've seen. Yes, I know it's not 60 frames per second. Yes, I know it's not, you know, 120 frames per second or whatever, but it is at least to look at phenomenal and that being said i haven't noticed a whole lot of slowdown or or frame drops matt has it on the pro and we'll get his take on this in just a little bit and i actually stopped by his house on my way to pick up shirts from uh from brian but i watched it on his pro on 4k and it's cool because you can toggle it between frame rate priority and graphic priority and he had it he had it basically uh, the whole time trying to prioritize frame rate, which is pretty cool because it is buttery, buttery smooth at 60 frames. I will say that it definitely is noticeable. And I know last week I talked about how it doesn't matter if it's 30 frames. We'll take that with a grain of salt. I was meaning things that were intended to be only at that, um, not things that can run better. Obviously, I'm, I'm all for better frame rates. So that being said, I saw it both versions uh, at Matt's house, and when he kicked it up to 4K, yeah, the frame rate dropped a little bit. Not that it ever got where it wasn't smooth or dropped below 30 frames by any means, but holy shit. The, the detail on this game is it's incredible. It is absolutely incredible. Like Another thing that I alluded to actually a little bit ago as well about games using color when I was talking about Toe Jam and Earl... Toe Jam and Earl is very colorful, as were a lot of games from the 16-bit era, and it's something that we miss. Everything is now in like all these muted colors, these these earth tones, these dark, you know, browns, grays, greens, what have you. And they, it, it's, I mean, it works for your military type games or your your stealth games and stuff like that, where it's not real, you know, it's not supposed to be super colorful. But you know, and, and of course, you know, we see games like Overwatch and Fortnite coming out and using colors. Thank God. But this game is obviously it's the the concept of the game is not realistic um but the the world i guess could be possibly i'm talking about like the fauna the the flora and the fauna 
So you've got your your rocks and your trees and all that and the color, especially too. There's a part where uh, you're gonna meet an NPC uh, and you're gonna kind of go at her, go to her house and her garden and all that. And my God, the color, the colors, the bright colors that they use and popped and it worked. It didn't look fake. It didn't look Overwatch or 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 any of that. Holy shit! It was absolutely amazing you guys this is what we need in in more modern games and they are just nailing it now previously the 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 reigning champ and and we spoke at this at length and i and i disagreed with matt on this slightly for for one topic um previously the the champion for at least console gaming graphics was horizon zero dawn and i and i would be willing to bet to say that that's actually a good looking game regardless of pc versus console so on and so forth and it is good. I didn't like the uh, the mouth tracking was really bad, really really bad. The mocap they did for the mouth movements were terrible, and sometimes the facial expressions were off too. They're they're not where it makes it unplayable, but that really messed it up for me. Uh, and and you know it looked good. It did. It probably was one of the best looking games that and Uncharted Four. Oh my God, Uncharted Four was like this revelation. But guys, listen to me when I tell you this. God of War is absolutely the champ it's not even close the the graphic i don't know how they did this on a playstation 4 on my regular ass peasant ps4 i have no idea how they did this it absolutely blows my mind Uh, i i I love it um so again check it you know if if you don't buy it at least look there's all these videos on on youtube running around of of the comparisons you know um between the you know the different games and and the different systems in the PS4 Pro versus the regular and all that, definitely check them out. Uh, it's 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 pretty amazing. Hey Matt, so hey hey, so one of the things <laughs> I, I I went on, I didn't want to jump into to the review of God of War, but I did take the time, and I probably would have just bored you anyways. But I'll, I'll give you the the highlights here, <laughs> and, and so you can right. chime in. Is I went right into the uh, the the news topic that I, I listed there from Game Crate uh, about how good looking God of War is, and they're saying that they're asked. Well, they're asking the question: Is God of War the best looking game of all time? I mean, no. they're putting it against PC and everything. See, I just said that it is. What would you say graphically looks better than than this? Um, I mean. You can go and look at, you know, Fallout 4 mods that will put God of War to shame. I mean, if you were to go Fallout 4 just base, no, God of War looks better. But since, you know, PC has the ability to mod and especially lighting textures and all that stuff, it's okay, not the so best looking. And then mods also, aside, mods aside, Final Fantasy 15 also looks really, really good. Not as uh, good as this. No way. Um, it's, I mean, See that that's one of my problems. I'm I've never been much of a graphic whore, whore. in the terms of, yeah. you know, there's like I, I'm not I'm not say, stating that the game doesn't look good. The game looks really awesome and fantastic. It's just to me, it's not the best looking game of all time. But that's also it's very subjective. Uh, okay, so we're we're gonna disagree there, but. Um, would you would you at least agree that what they're doing on PlayStation hardware with this game and how it looks is absolutely mind blowing? Like, should in, tr- we be in terms of games? what graphics, graphics, graphically? Like, dude, the detail and the color and yeah, the, okay. I mean, just look at the textures on everything. 
on a console, like, how are they doing this? Like, the console shouldn't be able to be this good, and the lighting and stuff. Now, mods aside on, on PC games, I'm, I'm more speaking to, um, you know, out of the box or from the, from the OEM. But it just, I mean, Matt, I, I played games recently on the PC, and my PC is definitely more powerful than my PlayStation. And this looks better than anything I played on PC recently, and I'm well, able to play stuff on, at Ultra. What have you played on PC? So recently? let's see. So I've got, I've got, I'd have to pull up Steam here just to make sure and Epic and all that. But I mean, I've played, of course, Fortnite. That doesn't really count, um, no. although it does look really good on the PC compared to console. Um, I've played PUBG. I play PUBG at max settings. Um, that's no, that I wouldn't even. <laughs> PUBG's a joke because of how fucking buggy it is. Uh, bugs, sure. Graphically, it's not terrible. It's not the worst thing I've seen. Especially the environments are pretty good, um, but they aren't close to God of War. I can tell no. you that. I played what was it, Wolfenstein, the New World Order or the New Order, which is supposedly supposed to be this amazing thing. I played the demo of the new Wolfenstein, which does look really, really good. But it almost yeah. looks everything looks wet though. Like the way they did the lighting in that game, everything looks wet. I don't like, understand like everything's it. been smeared with Vaseline. No, no, it's it it looks literally wet like and shiny. Like it's well, like yeah. like your your t-shirt on your shoulder shouldn't be shiny. You know what I mean? So and again, I'm I'm splitting hairs here. I'm not trying to say that game looks freaking amazing. Like I'm not saying it doesn't, but to me and I guess I need to maybe I need to revisit this and I shouldn't have gone off on a rant, but Man, I'm I've been the whole time I've been sitting here playing it. Like it's way better than Horizon Zero Dawn visually. It's way better than um Uncharted 4 visually. It's not even close. Like Matt, when you're outside of that the 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 witch's house, dude, the color for all the plants and shit around there, I was just blown away. I'm like this is great. This is supposed to be a dark shitty game, you know, where you're battering battling hell creatures and shit, you know. And yeah. it's it, the color was just popping, man. Anyways, oh, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, the colors, like I said, the graphics are good. That that's n- not not knocking that down at all. But as far as for me, I, I mean, it's not the best looking game of all time because because you know it's gonna happen. Red Dead Redemption is gonna come out, and this same article is gonna come out, and good point. You know, it's yeah. gonna be the same thing. But like I said, it's I don't know. It's it, it's a very good looking game. That's just pretty much end it there. I, I mean, I, I, I would love to see this on PC. It would just look even way even more amazing on I, PC. I actually it's I actually said that that it would be crazy to see with how good it looks on this. That it would be crazy the, to see what it's yes. like on place on on PC. I, I just thought of something. You know what I do notice, and I don't know if you've noticed this too. Um, so Kratos, Kratos's body looks very detailed when he's walking around and all that. But when he goes in the boat, it's all the textures and details sort of go away. In the, when point. he's in the boat? Yeah. Oh, it, I didn't it, even realize pay, that. Pay, pay attention to it next time. You'll notice, I mean, not that he looks all of a sudden really bad, but you notice the level of detail on his body just starts to go away. I didn't notice that because I did, but I did pay attention to it as you're walking around and fighting. And I noticed that it stays as good as it always does. Yeah. Wow, in the boat. Okay, I wonder if that's due to like the water. Like the system's having a hard time with maybe with having to generate water, so much water, especially with how big like that that water area that you're traversing when you're in the boat. Yeah. 
I wonder if that takes a lot of horsepower. So they had to make a compromise, and that was one of them. Probably. That's, I'm going to look at that. I didn't notice that. Um, I'm definitely going to check that out. Uh, I was telling everybody, too, that I had stopped by your house, and you were showing me the difference between the frame rate um, the frame rate, and the uh, the actual graphics uh, where you yeah. can kind of choose which one you want to prioritize, which I thought was really cool. That That's like a PC-type feature yeah. to have, you know? I, I prioritize cool. frame rate because Final Fantasy 15 has the same thing for the Pro, and okay. I always prioritize frame rate. I, I don't care about the graphics looking slightly better. You want you it know? buttery smooth. Oh yeah, it's I I can't stand that slowness. Even though it's not slow, it's you know you want to be able to react as quick as you can. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Matt, let's get into our review. So we kind of talked about graphics and everything. We got that out of the way. Let's talk about the game itself. So do we want to get into gameplay or story? Which one do you want to get into first? Well, we have to be careful with story because spoilers because it's like a brand new game. I don't want to give too much away. So let's do that since it'll probably be pretty short because <laughs> we can't okay. talk too much about it. And then we'll get into gameplay because I got a lot to say about gameplay. Okay. Um, I guess my first sort of thoughts on the story so far is this doesn't feel like a God of War game at all. When you compare it to the other games. And, yeah. yeah. And frankly, the story and I know where you're at in the game and... Mm-hmm. The farther that I'm getting into the game, I really hope that there's some sort of ties and connection to at least, even if it's a one-line explanation as to what happened after God of War 3. Because spoilers, after God of War 3, Kratos kills Zeus. He basically kills the entire Greek pantheon except for, oh shit, what's the love goddess? Um, Athena? Athena. No, wait, no. Is it Athena? Yeah, because I know, because I know, in God of War three, he basically screws her right before he goes to fight Hades or some shit. So, yes, correct. Yep. So, yep, so yep. Es- essentially, he destroys the entire Greek pantheon, and then we don't really know what happens. And then you start in off of God of War that he has he had a wife. Because spoilers, his wife's dead. Well, I mean, let's you, set let's set the tone real quick then, since we are talking about this. We're not gonna spoil the new game, but the other games have been out for so fucking long. If you guys don't want to know, skip ahead like five minutes because <laughs> we yeah. are going to talk about it. So if you yeah. don't know, and honestly, this might help people maybe that haven't played the other games or don't have the time to, Matt, you know, maybe we'll save them, you know, so they can jump into this one a little True. bit. True. So go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So, um, so then the beginning of this game, you find out Kratos's wife or I, I, I don't know, a lover wife. He, they, they don't really state it yet. Right. And then, you know, has died and they're going to go take her ashes up a mountain and you have your like 10, 11 year old son Atreus with you. And, um, so the tone of the game is vastly different compared to previous God of War games because previous God of War games was not so thematically. It's very different because the previous God of War games were all about revenge because, you know, after what Ares did to Kratos, and then it's all revenge, it's and and what Zeus driven, yeah, and what Zeus has done to Kratos, and it's all very about vengeance and killing and all that. And this one and, starts and, and banging bitches. Yes, and, and this <laughs> one is very different tonally. And while that's not a bad thing, it just to me right now, like I say, where I'm at in the game, the more and more I play it, the less and less I'm liking the story. Because it feels like it has no connection to the previous games. 
And the more and more I can't stand that fucking kid. He's really getting on my nerves. And and, th- really? and this is this is the question I wanted to pose to you because you have a son. Sure. And the the way the interaction between Kratos and his son are, maybe this is more common towards having a son that where you feel you can connect to it more. Whereas I I was more expecting a game of maybe the son wasn't going to be with you the entire time. And because when you look back at the way Kratos attitude was in the previous game, he was this fuck you. I don't give a shit anything about you. I'm going to kill you. Mm -hmm. And now he's just having to reprimand a little kid like every five seconds. It feels like, well, I think that that kind of ties into even though I, I, man, I completely agree with you. This game does not story wise. And it, I was starting to kind of come around to that as well, to that same kind of idea. It does not feel like you got a war game story wise, but it, in a way it's giving us the part of Kratos that we didn't know before he went on his vengeance and fury rage because he had a kid, he had a wife and a kid yeah, and he did love them. And obviously he had to be a father to them, to, to, to his daughter. Mm -hmm. So we are kind of seeing what he's like as a dad, but this is cool because whereas the, the women of, of that older culture and stuff like that, would have been kind of, you know, looked upon unless they were a goddess, you know, looked upon as weak and left behind, which is kind of what I get how his daughter and wife were treated. And, and, and I'm, again, I'm guys, I'm not trying to get into what's right or wrong. I'm just saying Greek mythology and the time and how the game is. I, yeah. I don't believe yeah. any of this. So, so anyway, so that being said, his son gets to go around with him probably because one, he has nobody else to watch the son. But also, it's the son's job to become a warrior or whatever. So he's kind of yeah. he's kind of taking him along and doing that. So I I feel like that's probably the only aspect that's actually making it be a God of War game, and it's a, just a God of War game that we've never seen or played before. He doesn't bother me much. I, I mean, he talks a bit much. I, I don't really give a shit. But Matt, as as a as a as a, a, a as an asset in the game, I've been upgrading the shit out of him pretty cool actually helps out oh, a lot. oh yeah for sure um i mean not saying that he isn't useful or anything he's a useful npc yes. but it's i guess story-wise it's i'm, I'm just not feeling connected to the story i mm. i'm almost feeling like i give no shits about what happens to this kid i am i almost hope he gets kidnapped and jesus freaking and and i i, I can attribute it to this it's sort of like when you go somewhere with your kid and your kid's just acting up really bad, and you tell mm-hmm. them, all right, stop, or we're going to go home, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're good for, like, five seconds, then they just keep at it again. You're just like, oh, my God. It's, I almost feel like some of my thoughts are, I come to play this game because I, I don't, you know, I, I want to, like, kill things and all that shit and not think about my kids or whatever, right? But here mm-hmm. I am playing a fucking kid game, being a father, and having to listen to a little kid bitch at me. Well, I'm just like, shut the fuck up. I'm just trying to play a game, goddammit. So Aiden's watched me play a bit so far. I I won't let him play the game, but so far it's been, you know, there's been nothing really that big of a deal. And I'm totally starting to refer to him as boy. Like, (laughs) get over here, boy, and things like that. So he's not liking that very much. But I I don't know. I'd see... It's not bothering me as bad as it's bothering you, and I don't. I see where you're coming from, and I don't know why, and maybe it'll fuck with me now. But 
it's fine to me. It doesn't. He doesn't bother me too much. He talks a bit much, uh, you know, for my liking. But of course, he would have to. He's a character, and he's part of it. It would feel more fake if he never said anything. I'd be fine with that if there was an option to just shut, <laughs> shut him, him up. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. And I'm also wondering how much power he, the kid actually has. Like, are we going to find out if he got any of the the godness passed on to him? I mean, I know yeah. he start Kratos started life as a mortal, but um, as a mortal, but. You know, he was a god when he had him. So, that. anyways, but I, I'm kind of wondering about that. Um, real quick, I want to. My son actually asked two questions, and through Googling stuff for the show, I realized this is like one of the most asked questions about the game. Is number one is why does he have the red tattoos, and then two why is his skin like paper white, like <laughs> like notebook paper white. And so real quick, and again, spoilers, but you guys, this this shit was revealed in the first one, I think. Yeah, in the very first game. So his brother was taken by Zeus and, and, and killed because the kid was born with a birthmark in the same places that um, Kratos' tattoos are. And it was thought that that would be the one that would end Zeus, right? That's like the way the myth goes. So they snatched the boy up and Kratos couldn't do anything about it. He was essentially trapped and they they killed his brother. So he tattooed all that onto him to remind him, you know, to never let that happen again and this and that, kind of in remembrance of his brother. So it's to mimic his brother's birthmark. So there's that. Now the, the, the notebook paper white skin is actually because when he kills his kids his his wife and his kid the i guess there was some creepy ass troll lady type person waiting outside before he went in and she tried to stop yeah. him from going in there and he told her fuck off you know i do what i want he goes in anyways and of course it was a trick and and he ends up killing uh his wife and kid while on his way back out to add insult to injury uh she basically takes those ashes and curses them to be all over his skin. So he has to wear their ashes essentially for all eternity to remind him of the mistake he made. So uh, a lot lot of bad times uh, associated with his look, but there is a story behind it. So if you guys don't know, there it is. Uh, You know, if it's spoilers, I'm sorry, but there you go. So that's a little bit of story for you on it. Yeah. Going back to the story, I just really hope that um, they somehow tie the previous games to this one just just give us a little bit of background as to why kratos changed i mean even if it's like one or two lines of dialogue i'd be satisfied but right now it's i the the only thing that's saving this game for me is the gameplay honestly that's the only thing it's right now i'm not giving two shits about the story i don't give two I'm you wondering. Know. I'm wondering if we're ever gonna like. How, well, I'm sure we'll find out that in between. Because the way God of War happens is, you've got the main God of Wars, and they tell they tell a story or whatever. But the in between stuff has always been like the PSP. You know what yeah. I mean? And there was like a mobile game back in like 2007, which is like really terrible, by the way. There, you know, they tell the stories, parts of them elsewhere, and I. They don't have another outlet right now. Sony is just the PlayStation. So I, I don't know. Maybe we'll get a different game that'll be on the same engine or something that'll tell that story, Matt. But they do eventually seem to come out with the the missing parts of the story or additional story. I'm hoping. So, you know. But uh, as far as story stuff goes, yeah. So if you guys are looking for this, grab the collection on PS3 and then grab the remastered 3 on PS4. And then there's God of War Ascension, 
which is a standalone game on PS3, and then there's two God of Wars, not made not made by Santa Monica Studios, but actually feel exactly like a God of War on the PSP. In fact, I really enjoyed the PSP or, games. Or you could also buy God of War Sagas on PS3, which gives you all five of them, plus God Ooh. of War Ascension. Because God of War Sagas gives you one, two, and three, and the two PSP games as downloads. Okay. And then you can get God of War Ascension. Gotcha. There you go. So that would get you completely the whole collection. And, and probably the best way to play it, uh, I'm usually like the type of guy that wants to play stuff on the original hardware, but honestly, when it comes to 3D games, sometimes the, the up-resed yeah. and shit is a little bit nicer. Yeah, and plus the God of War 1 and 2 remasters look pretty nice on um, really good, the PS3. Yeah, yeah. Th- That's the way I played them. I didn't play them on the... I mean, I've seen gameplay of them on yeah. the PS2, but I played them that way as well, and they're, they, they're really good. Yeah, you're not missing much if you try to play God of War 1 and 2 on PS2. You're really not. Nope, nope. And the only... I still... So, the, the only exception to that would be playing the two PSP ones on the PSP if you wanted to, or maybe you can't get the download if it's not available yeah. anymore. That screen's small enough that it doesn't hurt it to yeah, not be sure. remastered, uh, and it plays really well on that thing. I beat both of those. Um, I, I, they're really good. Check those out. Even though they're not made by Santa Monica Studios, a lot of people had sort of some reservations still, about that. They're still fun games. I mean, they're, they're still fully God of War, man. Too like they play, they control, they feel the same, they look the same. The story is continuation of you know, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Sure, so should we dive into gameplay, or do you have anything else to say about the story I'm so trying far? to think about story. So, yeah, I, I don't want to give anything away, Matt. There's stuff you and I will talk about uh, offline and shit without spo- too many spoilers. Uh, it does not... It maybe, maybe we'll start seeing some gods soon to fight and to get revenge on, but it, it, it's... Normally, he's after some type of... A, okay, no, here we go. Here, Here is something the story does that's like an old God of War game, actually, or like a regular God of War game. Not so much in the actual story that's happening, but how they're doing things. Typically, in God of War, you have this main mission, right? And it may change mm-hmm. throughout the game. You may go from... You might accomplish it, and now you're on another mission, right? Whether it's yeah. you, you beat the shit out of this dude, and now you got to go to another one. But what God of War really likes to do is, like, you know, you're... You're out to kill so-and-so, okay, whatever god you're supposed to go uh, enact revenge on, and that's like the main premise for the story. Yeah. But then you get sidetracked because you need to go to this, you need to go to the under the underworld, or you need to go here to get this, to get that, and or somebody fucking kidnaps you on a boat or, or sends you to hell or something, you know, and now you have to go to this completely different area. You have to do this whole nother set of tasks to even get out of there to move on with the story, and this game does that absolutely like right off the bat so as far as gameplay or story rather i'm sorry as far as story goes the story style like how they keep pulling you around a different shit or to put you in a different realm or all that that's still there and that's still very much god of war now the 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 narrative might not be feeling like god of war but i felt like that did feel like a god of war game to me oh okay i know what part you're talking about yeah i'm trying not to spoil it you know but try to kind of no no show that there is still some God of War in its roots, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. completely gone, for sure. So right. shall we dive yeah. into gameplay then? Yes, let's. So I don't know about you. Um, just one of the first things that has screwed me up is the layout of the... I, I'm used to it now, but the layout of the attacks and blocks. Mm-hmm. So 
if you've played God of War 1, 2, and 3, and even the PSP ones, all the attacks were on the on the um, symbol buttons, like the square, triangle, X, circle. So for, for like probably the first hour or two, I would you know, use R1, R2 to try to attack. But when I'm like, I'm in like a frenzy and trying to do a combo, I'd suddenly start hitting square and triangle at the same time. And just be like, right. fuck, it's not doing anything. So they would have like the other games, you'd have like your basic attack on the triggers and then you'd have modifiers by what symbol button you were going to hit X triangle or even more than one sometimes, right? That's what you're getting at, like how it used to be. Well, no, what it used to be was you your four attacks, your attacks were on. Oh no, the they weren't on the. Bu- they weren't on the shoulder buttons. The shoulder buttons were no. modifiers. You're absolutely yeah. right. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, I'm getting. I for probably the first couple hours, I'd get screwed up, just because you know I'm playing God of War and I'm thinking, oh God, I got to try to do this combo that I remember and, um, but the the I'm getting used to the button layouts. It's still kind of screws me up here and there some mainly when it comes to the throwing and the blocking the l1 and l2 triggers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i feel like sometimes they should be reversed one well i sometimes. think because you can how you can throw the axe now you know what i yeah. mean i think that's more akin to shooters you know what i yeah. mean because some of the yeah. stuff you have to be pretty quick with it like there's a couple of chests to open you have to be like real fast with throwing the axe yeah. and pulling it back so i think that was to make that that mechanic work they had to kind of People are going to have have an easier time for something they're familiar with. I think, I think yeah. that's where they came from with that. No, and I get that. I understand that. Um, though I really do like the axe. The axe is a fun mechanic um, in terms of, you know, just like your basic God of War. You have combos that you can do. You can unlock more skills. Um, and just the, um, the fighting style can be really fun. Um, you know, do you want to, especially certain enemies, or you're going to want to bash them straight in the face, or maybe you want to do a little bit more range by throwing your axe continuously. And sometimes there's some enemies where you don't want to use your axe at all, and you just want to beat the shit out of them with your shield and fists. Which is really effective, too, by the way. He's yeah. a badass. Um, I think I like the axe better than the blades. No, I, I want to go do. that far. No, I, I prefer I prefer the good old blades. It might be because I'm tired of the blades, and not, not that I ever thought I was tired of it, but it needed to be refreshed. I think because there's only so much you can really do with those. Yeah, you know. No, no, and I get that. Um, the I do agree. The axe works better in this game for the type of game it is for especially the camera movement because if you remember the previous god of wars it's all a fixed static camera angle yeah guys that that, that is something different about this it's a third person shooter kind of now essentially yeah and and um i do like that it's not exact it, it is a linear game but it's not it's sort of like and it's not open world either it's sort of like a it's almost kind of akin to like a Final Fantasy game, in yeah. the sense of yeah, yeah. You, you your your path sort of opens up. You can you can go straight to the objective if you want, but you want to also explore and maybe get some items and um, stuff like that. How many times, Matt, have you tried to like jump up on shit and you know what I mean? You can't or like oh, try to go into areas where you in any other game you could totally go there, but there there's some invisible barrier. Some of that yep. shit is, but that's, that's on par for, for God of War. It's not like it's something new. So oh, he, oh, a good way to explain it. Also, it's like a Zelda game too. Yeah. It's so, as you unlock more abilities, you can yeah. open up more areas. That's a good point. So. You do need, that's true. That is true. Real quick to talk about the gameplay. This was actually one of the notes that I had on this or the, not the gameplay, I'm sorry, the controls. 
One thing that I've always not liked about uh, the God of War controls in the past is that although there was some symmetry until now with how you controlled Kratos in his attacks, you always had to learn different combos for to do everything in every game. So it's really hard to like just jump into one of the one of the old God of Wars and remember like what you unlocked and what abilities exactly. they have and how to use them. And even like between the two PSP games, it's like drastically different. So every time I have to yeah. play that, I have to fucking sit there and read, go in there and read and remember how to do shit and get like your muscle memory back. And they seem to do that with every single God of War. Uh, two to three is a huge, you know, ascension. Like these are all really, really different controls. Yeah. And and this game is no different. Not only did they just change like what combo does what or or what extra powers you have, but they've like you said they've completely fucked up the how you even control or do things or I know somebody you know so. And like I said, that's why in the beginning of the game I was really fucking up badly because I try to go back to the old combos on the. And the wrong buttons and all that. and I, I always and have that problem when I switch between because the last thing I played was I was playing the second PSP game and I was playing Ascension. I haven't finished Ascension yet on PS3. And it is really fucking hard to go between the two. Yeah. It, oh, it yeah. really is. Like you start fucking up. Like you do shit. Like you'll waste abilities and shit on one mm-hmm. and then you'll be screwed and start all over. So, um, but yeah. So that, that was kind of my note on there is that in that aspect they have kept up with God of War. It's like, you know, you got to learn all new shit and you'll forget. You'll never remember how to play this game. Once you set it down, you're going to, you know, you come back to it. Like there's no way. And it is too, Matt, actually how you get your abilities and stuff. The skill tree. You want to talk about that? Like how you upgrade and and all that, that crazy shit. It's way deeper than the other ones. The other ones. And it's also way harder to upgrade compared to the other ones because a lot. Yeah. Especially because I can remember, especially in God of War one, there were areas where you could just grind enemies over and over and over again to unlock enough souls or spirits or whatever it's called to upgrade your weapons and skills to the max before you even get to the halfway point of the game. Yeah. Like what was it? It was like certain chests like red chest or something like that in the other games and you would you would just fill up like your meter or whatever and you could spend Uh x amount to you could still there wasn't as many options as there is now but there was still like either like one or two things you could kind of choose between to upgrade and that was it and i guess we want games deeper and deeper nowadays and boy did they deliver with this one there is so much shit and it's not just you need all kinds of shit now to craft and to upgrade you need like yeah it's it's very rpg like now it is you need like certain metals you need a certain amount of experience points you need so so much money you know what i mean and there's there's fucking you can equip there's sockets on your weapons to equip uh you know what are they what what do they call them in god of war the gems or something they're not gems they call them but anyway same 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 principle right like they they really really went all into that in this game. So if you like that kind of thing and you haven't liked God of Wars, maybe because they weren't as customizable or whatever, the, man, this game's got you. And there's multiple different ways you can go with the the skill trees and the weapons upgrades or the weapons in general or and all that stuff and your armor. Shit, you got armor to worry about now. Yeah. Like whatever yeah. happened to Kratos' titties just flopping. <laughs> you know. Now, I will say before you meet the first dwarf, the first blue dwarf, 
um, the game is pretty damn hard before you get before you can upgrade your axe and armor and all that. But I have noticed that since I'm at like level three right now, mm-hmm. and ever since I've gotten to level three with like all my weapons and armor and all that, the game hasn't been proving that much of a challenge. Granted, I am playing playing on normal. It's I'm not a masochist. I don't care about playing it on the most ultra difficulty. I I I I, I need. I don't have time to do that shit. All right, I've got Dude, kids. It, it's and hard a job. enough on normal, bro. Well, I die all the fucking time. I mean, I guess I'd have to ask you like what you're struggling with, but um, no, I I just found the game really hard before the first dwarf before really? you could start I, actually buying armor. I didn't um necessarily find it over the top hard. Uh, it was it, it's definitely not over the top hard. It's but... just. Just some parts, like, especially when you come across a new enemy and you're not exactly sure how they go. Oh, true, yeah, yeah. And all that. And then once you learn their movement, like that one part in the very beginning where you're fighting like two or three of the heavier Draugr yeah. and all that with the really big clubs, dude, I died like I don't you know how many times. You got to stay away from them, yeah. That, yeah. Yep. A- until yep. I learned their movement, now they're just like, I laugh at them. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I know. <laughs> Uh, there was one that I found. It was sort of like a secret. It was down underneath something. I don't remember where. But so, like, you know how like it's the different color, like their health bar. The the, the yeah. different color determines how fucking hard they're gonna be to beat. Like green is crazy easy, and then yellow, and so on and so forth. This motherfucker was hiding down below something, and you know I gotta find every secret in, in, yeah. in these games. So. I'm down there, and his motherfucking shit was purple, Matt. Oh, I've come across a purple one and got, like, one hit I killed. Had, I had, Yeah, with your shield up, <laughs> one hit kill. Yeah. <laughs> like, just I, I think I know where you're talking about, yeah. I did beat him by, by running and dodging and, and shit away from him and just, you know, it took forever, but I just, you know. Oh, I, I ended up not killing him. I was just like, I'll come back here later. Yeah, which I think <laughs> that is was, what you're supposed to do. I totally yeah. think I feel like I did that earlier than I should have. But, but yeah, so, you know, that, that's, that's a, that's an interesting new element as well. Yeah. You can still like, I think it's cool. You can still like dodge out of the way of shit. Like you could mm-hmm. in other, uh, God of Wars. They kept that. Like he definitely moves like Kratos. Um, it's just, yeah, and I like how you feel the weight of his attacks too. Oh yeah. It's, it feels very much like when he does when you do your heavy attack, yeah. you you're gonna feel it. You you almost feel like you're feeling it for the enemy. Yeah. It feels heavy. It feels like effective, I guess is yeah. maybe the word. Yeah. Uh the kid, let's talk about the kid and controlling the kid. I know he's not your favorite, but have you upgraded him like a shitload? Um, I have probably not as much as you have upgraded his armor. I've upgraded his bow and quiver. Oh, and I've, okay. And well, I've, that's about And right. I've given him some skills. Yeah. But um, that's that's what I've done as well. It changes him a lot. Yeah. He um, he's definitely can be useful, and um, especially for any kind of flying enemies, he can be useful for stunning them. Mm-hmm. But um, or or the fast moving ones like there's like those. I don't know what they're called, but they're like witches, and they kind of like, yeah. When you try to yeah. throw something at them, they move out of the way. He can hit them with arrows, and they they get stunned and stop for a second. Yeah. So you can go in and hit them, which is nice. Yep. But I did notice that when I, I I did one of the skills that upgrades his how much damage his arrows can do, and I've done it where he like he'll go up and like beat the shit out of them now, and and yeah. you know how fast he can shoot arrows and all that, and it makes a hell of a difference. I, I'm sitting oh, there yeah, hitting for the button, sure. and the cool thing is, is you have some control over him. Like he he's gonna 
go and kind of like grab onto people and fuck with them on his own. But if you need to shoot arrows or whatever, you can do it whenever you want, like on demand, which is pretty cool. I, I, I thought he was going to be super NPC. What is he? He's like, he's like half NPC, right? Like, or maybe a little sort of less, kind of quarter yeah. NPC maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd give it about a quarter NPC. Cause the only thing you really can control him with is the arrows. Right. That's it. There's not much else. So, yeah, so, but you can, and you can do it whenever you want, which is kind of cool. I didn't expect that, I guess. So, as far as gameplay goes, I thought yeah. that was kind of neat. And I, I do, he helps, man. There, there's been parts where I'm having a hard time getting through, and I'll be like, you know what, let me try using him more to hold off some of these dudes with arrows yeah. while I fuck with this. And sure, shit, you get right through it. So, um, but yeah, trying to think, Matt, what what else what else have you, you noticed about this game that you, what, what do you like? Uh, How about that? The well, like I said, the gameplay is really good. Um, the like I mentioned before, you feel the weight of the attacks. The the fighting is fun. Um, the the exploration can be nice. It's um, there's I I like a lot of how they lay out some of the quote unquote secrets for you know the treasure chest and mm-hmm. some of the puzzles. Um, I, I like how you come into an area and yeah, you, you do a quick look and okay, everything looks normal. But as you start to explore it a little bit more, you, you notice this one little nook. It's like, oh, there's a little path that goes around here. And oh, look, there's a treasure chest, yep. you know, full of the hack silver, which that's a fucking weird name. Hack silver. Hack silver. That's the <laughs> currency. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. The money. And, um, so the exploration's nice. Um, I do, and I'm wondering if we are able to go back in the beginning of the game because I there feel like was, you have to. I feel like at some point you're gonna have to be able. Well, because to. there's those weird portal things that y- you find, like those weird yep. mirror portals. Yep. And there, and I do remember seeing one in the near the beginning of the game, and so I'm wondering if. You know, those are going to unlock at one point and you can just go back there because I'm missing that one stupid artifact because my stupid self thinking, oh, you know, well, I'll be able to go back there and yep. find it. <laughs> but right now I can't go back. When you told me that, I made sure that I'm like, nope, going to find everything now. Yeah. <laughs> like, so there, there's something interesting, Matt, in the right before you were well, right before, right as you're meeting the blue troll guy. The weapons yeah. uh, repair guy. Dwarf. Yeah. In that bridge area, there's an area I went to that's definitely sort of hidden. And there's a fallen like pillar in the way. And you get to it. And the game tells you that you have to come back there later. You or No, it says continue to the mountain. Every time it okay. pops up when I get there. And I beat like the whole area. I got to, I got as far as I could go. And then I went back and it still said that. So... I feel like there's got to be a reason or a way to go back later on. There has to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I'm sure, like I said, it's going to open up. It's like you said, it's very reminiscent of like a Final Fantasy slash Zelda game where the more yeah. skills that you get, uh, stuff's going to unlock. And mm-hmm. it's I'm enjoying that aspect. That's probably what's saving the game for me is the gameplay and the ability to explore and all that. And it's it's making it enjoyable. And it's definitely going to be a way longer game already than the previous God of Wars. Because I'm probably, I don't know, maybe five, six, maybe seven hours into it by now. Mm-hmm. So, and and I, I didn't look up story spoilers, but I was just curious as to how far ahead in the game I was. So, I, I found a walkthrough that just gave chapter based on okay. and all that. 
and I think I'm like maybe one third of the way through the game. Dude, and that's I'm just so fucking crazy that there's already a chapter by chapter walkthrough. Well, of by course, the way. of course. But it so, came out Friday. You know I know, what I mean? But, like somebody has that shit. Not only have they played it and beat <laughs> it, but they've got all the screenshots and write-ups and tips and all that. Like Jesus Christ. They they need them views, bro. They need them them clicks. So I, I so I just quickly looked up to where I was in the game. And it's like, I'm not even halfway through the game now. And I'm just like, holy fuck, how long is this game? So. It's it's definitely probably, I feel like it's going to be one of the longer ones for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's probably going to be the longest God of War. Because each God of War, um, 1, 2, and 3, and I haven't beaten Ascension, and I haven't beaten the PSP games. But each God of War, maybe, if you're going slow and not, don't really know what you're doing... Maybe they can last you less than ten hours. Maybe they're they're so they're all typically rated around twelve to fourteen hours is what they're like rated at, and I'm assuming that's like a super, yeah, you know, complete type walkthrough. And the PSP games are six to seven hours. They're about yeah. half, and they're all linear games too. That's the thing. Is so judging by what you're on, you're talking somewhere in the twenty to thirty hour range for this game, then, which is maybe. a lot. Yeah, yeah, so. shit. I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts on the gameplay? As far as the gameplay goes, I'm, uh, you know, it's. I I don't like sometimes the having to make the axe return. It, you know, it's just probably just me forgetting it. <laughs> oh, I, I've had that happen so many times. Like, I'll be in the middle of a fight, you know, fighting ten guys or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'll throw the axe, and then I'm punching, and then I'm trying to do an axe combo or something. Like, why the fuck is it not working? <laughs> I think it'd be better if, like, the button that you throw the axe with, if you hold it, it stays somewhere. And then, so that way, when you let go, it comes back. Like, sometimes, like, you'll really fucking need it, and that shit will be oh, yeah. gone, you know? I, I like, too, that the, the different types of, of like, so you, when you start off, it's got, like, ice power, I guess, or frost, or whatever they call it. Yeah. And when you come across an enemy that's based in ice or frost or whatever it is, you can't hurt them with that axe. Nope, you can't. Which I like. So you gotta that. punch them. You gotta punch like the that. shit out of them. Yeah. yeah. Have you done the the fury? Or is it fury? Oh, or Spartan rage. Ray? Spartan, Spartan rage. Have you oh, done yeah. that? That's the oh, shit. Oh my god. Dude, Which that's something it, that's in a lot a lot of the, all of them, I guess. Um, yeah. To an extent, so, um, dude, you beat the hell out of some some motherfuckers with that. Yeah, I do like that. That's a little throwback to the old God of Wars, and it's um that can be very very useful. Oh yeah. Um, especially when your health is low and you're you have a Spartan Rage available and it allows you to regain some health yep. and just also beat the shit out of people. It's very nice. It's so very good. nice. So good. Especially with like the, the bigger enemies or the ones with the larger um hit hit bars. Yeah. So but I really like it so far. I I kinda like Matt that it's not open world. Uh, I'm 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 kind of digging. Yeah, that. I'm very glad it's not open world because if it was, I would have just been like, oh god, why, why why'd you yeah. make God of War an open world? No, I'm glad it's more like a Zelda type s game. We we need that sometimes. I mean, everything yeah. is a fucking sandbox now. Everything is a sandbox game. Yeah, I mean, I'm playing Far Cry. It's a good sandbox game, but it's a sandbox game. You know, but it's it's also one of the reasons why I haven't gotten any farther in um Horizon Zero Dawn. Or so Horizon Dawn Zero. Which that, one is it? Zero Dawn. You nailed it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, that game is still... So it is sandbox and it is open world, but you do have to unlock regions in that game. Yeah. Which is 
I guess a hybrid, but it is still very open. You're absolutely right. And it's massive too. This is nice. And this doesn't make you feel like you're stuck. Like, cause there's secrets to go and explore and you can go whenever you please, you can walk off and it doesn't fuck up the story. You know what I mean? Like you can kind of, you still have freedom. It's just the game wants you to go a certain way and he's on a journey and shit. So, I mean, he's on a, whatever he's doing. So, I mean, it, it would be that way in real life anyways. You wouldn't just, you know, all right, but I'm going to go to the other side of the map real quick. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, but, but yeah, as far as gameplay goes, that that's, I think we, we pretty much covered all the points that I had, Matt. Um, you good on that as well? Yeah. I think I've hit everything I wanted to talk about, really. Talk about the story and gameplay. So, excellent. So, do you recommend this game? Yeah. Um, if you want a really good, um, type, I wouldn't exactly call it a beat em up game because the previous God of Wars are definitely like hack and slash beat em ups for sure. Yeah. This game is definitely more akin to Legend of Zelda um, and. Oh, God, what's another. It's like an game? action RPG, I guess, maybe. Sort sort of like an action RPG. Um, and shit, there's another. Oh, my God. Maybe something like. I wouldn't really call The Witcher, but um, yeah, kind of, kind of though. No, so, sort of, kind of. Um, but it's it's a really fun game. Um, and it's and if you do, if you can connect with the story, you know. Well, I well, even though I have my qualms about the story, it, the story's not bad. No. It's 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 not poorly written or anything. It's just I'm not connecting to it, so that's why I'm not being able to enjoy it. But it's not a poorly written story. Uh, I'll just make that clear. It's not, so, and Kratos, the guy that does Kratos's uh, acting, is on point as always. Yeah, it's um, it's it's weird that his voice changed. He almost sounds black. In, oh in my god, Melissa said that. <laughs> she said that. It, it's weird because it's because you know I can clearly picture Kratos's voice in my head. So it, it's been taking getting used to this new voice. Not that it's bad by any means. It's yeah. just you, you know you you sort of have to like wait. That's not his voice. You know. But you get used to it, though. So, all right. Well, uh, I would, real quick, I guess, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. And, in fact, if you're torn right now between Far Cry and God of War, I'm going to say God of War, which was my, what I kind of yeah. said already before <laughs> I played God of War. Uh, that was sort of my advice on Far Cry. However, if, you, if you're not into linear games or you're not into... Um, God of War in general, Far Cry is still a good option, but I think for me, God of War, and I think a lot of people, is definitely where it's at. It's a it's an exclusive, so sorry guys, it's it's PlayStation only. You're gonna just have to get a PlayStation, I guess. Um, but honestly, yep. You know, is that such a bad thing nowadays to have nope. stuff? You know, and, and you can get them pretty cheap now too. So if you don't have one. Or shit, if you just want to get into God of War and you haven't been into PlayStation or whatever, just get a used PS3 and start playing all those. They're so good. Um, there's For reasons sure. why they were like, you know, game of the year and all kinds of shit. There's, there's reasons why. And exclusives are, you know, the, the reason why people flock to Sony currently. So if you have Sony and you're not playing this, what are you doing? This is the point. Otherwise, you might as well be playing fucking Fortnite on anything. <laughs> so yeah, very true you know what i mean like what are you doing so yeah well matt uh where can they find us sir um they can find us on twitter at vcr gaming 
and we're definitely hit us up there. Um, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash VCR gaming on Instagram at VCR gaming, uh, really trying to do better with posting pictures. Even I'm trying to do better with that. Um, and you can find us on our website, VCR gaming podcast.com. And if you want to email us for any questions or you just want to have a chat with us or anything like that, um, Email us at vcrgamingpodcast at gmail.com. All right. And you can Where find can they... me. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, just going to say you can find me personally at Zubatron on Twitter. Z-U-B-A-T-R-O-N. What about you? So you can find me at Killabees2T, K-I-L-L-A-B-E-E-Z-Z, the number two, the letter T on the tweets. Matt, uh, where can they watch, if you're listening to us currently, where can they watch us live every Sunday? They can watch us live on twitch.tv slash Zubatron, Z-U-B-A-T-R-O-N. And these episodes also go up on the YouTube channel. Just look for youtube.com slash Zubatron. So there you go, guys. So tons of ways to find us, to, to watch us. Um, I'd like to point out, too, that uh, thank, thanks out, thanks to Hojin uh, for dropping by, too, uh, in the chat. If you guys do catch us live, you can interact with us. A lot of times we do make sure. Uh, to include y'all because uh, uh, you know we want to be interactive and uh, yeah yep. check us out there all right matt well thank you all everybody right. and uh, we will talk to you guys next week all right have a great night Right, we are live. Oh my god. Hey everybody. I just realized we're live and I'm still wearing my wife beater. Do you want to take a moment? Oh, to just strip in front of the camera? No, I'm good. Yes. I'm All right, good. cool. Good, good. <laughs> no li- no live strippings. Damn. Well, I'm sorry, live viewers. Uh Hojin, uh, you're not getting a show today, buddy. Nope.